All right. Let's talk about time. Do we travel to the future? Can we travel to the past? No, I don't think so. Maybe. But I think uh, one cool topic about time is saving time. How do we maximize our time? Now, if you had the choice of sitting in your chair as a developer for an entire day, two days, three days to write some feature, to write this specific bit of code, or you could run a command in a terminal, provided a name and some options, and within two or three seconds, have the same amount of code. Which would you prefer to do? Where do you want to focus your energy, your time, right? Now let's take another step back. You're probably working for a company and time matters because time to market, how many features, the quality and reliability of those features, time is an important aspect of those things, right? You're talking to your scrum masters, your product owners, your business analysts. They're always concerned about time. They want to know when you're going to have it done. In fact, if they could have everything yesterday, they would ask for it that way, right? So what we can do is leverage time to our advantage. One way to do that is to take advantage of some tools that we have available in our development environments. Let's talk about a couple of those things. One is Visual Studio Code has this uh, capability of snippets. And the snippets allow you to basically create and use these little snippets of code over and over again. And it allows you to create these little placeholders in these snippets so that it's really just kind of generating these uh, little parts and pieces of your code. And you can save these uh, to a snippets library and you can actually organize your snippets uh, with HTML snippets, TypeScript snippets, uh, all the different uh, uh, languages, right? So that's pretty cool. But one aspect of that is you can also share those snippets with your team. Um, so you can create libraries of those and they can help you become effective and save time. But those are just little, little things, right? What about bigger things? So are you taking advantage of the Angular CLI? Are you using the CLI in the terminal to generate certain things for your application? You should be. Uh, if you're not, uh, I would love to hear the reasons why you don't use a CLI. Um, because when you think about other developers, other teams that are taking advantage of those things, they're going to produce their features faster than you or your company. And it's going to be higher quality and more reliable because they're using a proven template, a proven and reliable uh, command that creates the same output um, consistently over and over again. So 
when you have that kind of uh, consistency built into your development process and workflows, then everything just works a lot better, right? And I think that also when you take another step back, you think of the popularity of Angular overall, not just here, but around the world. The reason why it is so popular is everything is very conventional and consistent. So we're all talking the same language here, the ubiquitous language of Angular. So when we talk about lazy loading, everybody knows what we're talking about. We talk about components, injectables, services, pipes, async pipe, reactive forms. We all know what those topics are because it's the same no matter where you're implementing it, where you're using it. it could be France, London, Denver, Colorado, LA, New York. It doesn't matter, it's all the same. So those, the CLI really is, I think one of the unifying factors and maybe one of the, the greatest strengths of Angular in general and its uh, popularity over time um, because it has that consistency, that reliability just built into the framework and the CLI just really keeps that all together. Now, what's cool about that is we can actually leverage and create our own generators. We can generate our own code, customize it, right? So we can, we should be using the, the default ones off the shelf, the Angular CLI. But I'm gonna move into a new topic, uh, NX Dev Tools. So nx.dev. Um, please go there, check it out. Uh, it's a workspace environment that allows you to have uh, multiple projects in, in, a, in a workspace. Um, it's much like the Angular workspace. You can have multiple application projects, multiple library projects, but it's optimized uh, for the developer experience to really focus on implementing features and removing some of the chaos and friction uh, from your environment right and not only do they have schematics but they have have created a plugin architecture and framework that they use for their generators they call them generator projects it's a new project type and this new project type these generators um are also uh is also a framework or an architecture for you to create your own custom generators. So you can create your own using the same mechanism, the same recipe that the NX team is doing to create their generators. You can do the same for parts and pieces of your application. So the challenge to you and your team is to look at certain aspects of your application and figure out, is this something that could be a candidate for a template or a generator? We see that we use it everywhere and in different in these in, in these certain places of our application. Is there a way to just generate that code and put it in this uh, specific precise location like the current generators do with components and other things? If the answer is yes, then you can definitely uh, just take advantage of uh, that plugin architecture. So it's uh, a package. The package is uh, at narwhal slash plugins and that package will allow you to create a generator project and your generator project is really uh, kind of the, the footprint or the framework that allows you to, to customize and build your own thing. So 
when you create a new generator project, it's going to have a schema, a JSON schema that defines the options for that terminal CLI command, right? Um, it's also going to have a schema typed definition file that represents that schema, those options that you want to define for your specific uh, generator. And it's also going to um, outline and create the, the functions, the, the entry point of your generator, and basically taking those options and optimizing, normalizing those options. Uh, for example, you um, will always want to have a name option. I think that's required. And what, what it will do for you off the shelf is take that name and create variations of that name for like a class name, a file name, a property name. Um, and it'll have the, the correct casing and format in all those different areas. So just from one name value that you provide, it will create those variations for you. And then you can use those variables in your templates when you're doing an import on a file name, right? Or if you want a property version of that name or a class version of that name, you have all those variations just built in. So I think that's probably one of the coolest things because you don't have to create the recipe or the framework or the architecture to um, have a code generator. It's just provided for you by the NX team. So these generators are fantastic, right? So once you learn how the generators work, they're all the same. So you can create new generators that do or generate different things for your application. And you'll find that what you're doing is just creating these generators and it's a multiplier effect uh, for you and your team. So that's the advantage. Uh, if your team or company is doing that, you are saving tons of time. Um, it'd be interesting if uh, there could be some analytics built into the usage of some of these uh, generators and schematics, um, knowing or estimating how long it would take to do it, you know, handcrafted versus, you know, two or three or four seconds to run these commands and have all that cold code just generated for you. Um, over time, you can kind of see that variance and um, the impact that it can have on a project, right? So that's the challenge uh, uh, from uh, this podcast is uh, just look at ways to improve your velocity, um, your capacity of uh, creating new features. So it may take some time. You may look at some parts of your code and and think, well, we could refactor some things to make it um, that it could be a, a candidate for a template. We, we can see these variations uh, here and here, and we can pass in options to kind of uh, provide those uh, variations on those inputs. Then your, uh, your generator can just take those files and, and you can uh, use those as the, the basis for a template, one file, or you can create multiple files. So when you uh, create a generator, you're just you're not limited to um, a line of code or one file that's created. It could be multiple files. So it, it can be whatever you need it to be. So it's very, very flexible. So investigate uh, the, the NX plugin uh, architecture uh, that they have available. 
Um, also, there's a uh, on the website. There's an array of uh, other developers and teams who are building other generators and exposing them in the uh, marketplace. I don't think they're for sale, but um, you can use generators from other developers uh, and maybe um, I think you can access their github and you can look in and see what they're doing how they're creating their uh, their generator projects and what their templates look like and and how they're constructed um, and that's a great way to learn because uh, you can see tons of examples of, of different things and different use cases so um, it's a fantastic way to uh, to um, use your time more wisely, right? So that's what we want to do. Hey, thanks for listening to another episode of the Angular Architecture Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Vaughn, and uh, please stay in touch. Take a look at our website, angulararchitecture.com. There's some resources there, blogs, other podcasts, and guides, things that you can use in your Angular development. Have a good day. Thanks.